2: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
3: Bird to your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo. better re the weather any season to see the eagles eat teams like Scrammy's top with cheese in Philadelphia. Both Zach kicking it cooler than two. His off with his key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds f- with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds f- with friends. Bulls- <laughs> and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. Birds young Zack
1: Aggressive Z B is I back, baby. Don't feel bad for me. I've had quite a few bazookies in my life.
3: <laughs> Wait, you don't think I'm bringing the energy? I mean you can't actually. Excited to be back from your honeymoon. Yeah.
0: Sure,
1: you All can. Right. I'm excited for this podcast, excited for this podcast, excited, excited for, this for this podcast. podcast. Excited for, for this podcast. podcast. I'm excited for every podcast.
2: I could say for the first time in the history of this show, I'm excited
1: for this podcast. Zach, how are you doing? I'm nervous about this podcast.
3: <laughs> Hello, everybody. And uh welcome to birds with Friends. Tuesday evening. Uh Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn. We, uh, we got a lot of Eagles news to get to, big trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, we'll unpack that as the show goes on, but uh, I think everybody's tuning in right away for the big news of the day, and uh, we all know that that is the 53-man roster competition. And uh, the winner of that competition in 2019 was Bo Wolf. The winner of that competition in 2020 was Beowulf. Uh, In 2021, however, the winner was Beowulf. Back to back to back. Everybody was wondering if he could do it for a fourth time. Unprecedented. He'd already established himself as the the best of all time. Uh, But could he take it to another stratosphere? And as news began trickling out today, you had... Uh, things maybe seeming like they were going to break his way. You know, he didn't think that that Jack Anderson was going to make the roster. He thought that it would be a, a guard slash tackle instead. Ooh, what did he know? He thought that uh, he thought that Reed Blankenship, his camp crush, was going to sneak onto the roster. Ooh, seemed like a good call. And so when the roster was announced, I think everybody was thinking, "Here he goes again." We're going to have to deal with another year, this nonsense, this, this blowhard bragging about being the king of the beats, all this nonsense. Uh, and so it is uh, without further ado that we, uh, we bring on the winner of this year's roster competition. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Birds with Friends, not Beowulf, but a new champion from Philly voice, Jimmy Kemski.
2: There he is. (laughs) Look at that guy.
3: Now, Jimmy, Jimmy, you got 51 (laughs) out of 53 besting uh, several of us who had 50. None of us obviously had Chauncey Gardner Johnson. None of us had Josh Sills. Now, We'll get to the decision the Eagles made. Uh, you know, obviously, they should have kept Coyote Awashika instead of Josh Shills. Younger player, better player, <laughs> more versatile player, better looking player. That would have taught us at 51. However, they didn't. And so you uh, you took it by leaving off Andre Sachere, keeping on Kayvon Wallace. And so you have been crowned the new king of the beats. Although... I actually don't, I think King of the Beats is reserved for three in a row, but you are this year's roster prediction champion.
2: I think more accurately than saying I left Andre Sacheray off and having Kayvon Wallace on, I would say that aside from uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Josh Sills, I just got everything right totally across the board. <laughs> Not just that one thing, I got everything right there otherwise. So, you know, it's uh, I know it means a lot to you, buddy. And I know you're uh, take pride in your little king of the beats strutting around <laughs> cock of the walk.
3: Not this year, my friend. Not only that, this guy, not only that got the chip, baby, but Boom. but, you know, we were sitting next to each other as it came out. And to be fair, you <laughs> did not say that you were hoping to win this competition.
2: Oh, that's instead,
3: true. you were just hoping to avoid having to get me seven. Pastaficio sandwiches for Coyote Awashika, and instead I owe you a, a pastaficio. So congratulations on I'm that. I'm sure as well. you've talked
2: about this on the podcast, but if, for the listeners who don't know, I made a bet with Bo. Bo took umbrage to me placing Coyote Awashika as a long shot before training camp began in my long shots, uh, locks, near locks, etc. Bubble guys, and he said. All right. You, I forget how, how the bet. Originated. You said these guys had about a
3: 5 to, to 10, so 5 to 12% chance. <laughs> 5 to, to 15, yeah. yeah. So I said it was more on the high end.
2: So I gave you 7 to 1 odds. If you if he made the team, I owed you 7 pasta sandwiches. Right. And if he didn't make the team, I only got one. Those are actually terrible odds. I shouldn't have made that bet. You know uh, what? And it for, I
3: forgot. It through. It, and, and, I mean, I think you would admit uh, you had him in the wrong column. <laughs> oh, yeah. He should have been a bubble player at least. <laughs>
2: For sure, like, no but doubt. I
3: forgot today that I could have used a press conference question on asking Howie Roseman if Coyote had a better shot of making the roster <laughs> than Mac McCain, but... <laughs>
2: When I found, so when I found out that Jack Anderson didn't make the team, I was like, oh, I was like full on panic <laughs> mode because I thought you might be right with Coyote. I couldn't have possibly cared less about winning because it's not, it's not even just like getting you seven sandwiches. If I could just go and buy you seven sandwiches <laughs> right. and be done with it, that'd be fine. But it's more like I had been your sandwich bitch for like a month. <laughs> or, like, I would have had to have gone. Like, I would have to go on seven different times to get you a sandwich, presumably, <laughs>
3: right? Is that how that would have worked? Uh, no, and that I, I, think been... I, I think I would have worked with you on, uh, on making it a little bit less of a, of a, of a lift. Maybe two. two so, trips. I did take a look at, at their
2: website, and uh, I think I've decided on the chicken cutlet with prosciutto. That's a good one. And sharp provolone.
3: Okay. When do you want it?
2: I, f- I forget what it's called. Week one. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think once the I think when the season begins is uh, when I'll find that sandwich to be most enjoyable. I think that's fair.
3: <laughs> uh, Zach, how are you tonight?
2: I'm doing well. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> during
1: training camp, right? Like I'm like uh, sequestered <laughs> over to the corner, and then you know when you need me, you'll call me over. Uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for uh, Jimmy. I thought Bo, I texted you today that 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 you were, it looked like you were going to win. I did not see Josh Hill's coming. Um, my question for Jimmy, we had a great dinner, the three of us last week and, uh, uh being the, the nerds we are, we had an extensive conversation about the third quarterback. Right. Mm, and I yeah. was, I was, uh, giving my reasons why I didn't think a, uh, that the Eagles would keep a third quarterback. You were explaining mm. why, why, uh, you thought they would. I actually left that dinner more with my mind changed. Like, I think they might go in this direction. Then of course we all saw Reed sentence performance. Um, was it that dinner that swayed you to keep two quarterbacks, or was it the performance on Saturday?
2: Are you asking me or Bo? I'm asking you. So I, he just stunk in the game. <laughs> yeah, okay. So like it was like that, yeah, they can't yeah. just they can't just keep this guy if he isn't good. So So going into that the game, you long. thought
1: they were gonna keep three. And then because- I had him on. Okay. Yeah.
2: And then when he had that last bad performance, I was like, okay, well, he hasn't done anything in any of these games. So can't have him.
3: vote. Oh, did, did anybody? Nobody had them? him. Yeah. I was that was a short evaluation I thought a about evaluation it, there, but yeah, I thought there was a chance they might keep him just for the Tuesday and then hope to find somebody better. But yeah, I mean, you, nobody's going to claim him. So there was no reason to keep him. It's, yeah. the, it's and- the, it's the, it's the sacheray one that's really good. Yeah. I was, I was,
1: g- was going to ask you that. <laughs> so, so joking aside, um, I ask you this journalistically, you were on to them not keeping Andre Chassure. Uh, What what compelled you to go in that direction? And Bo, as a follow-up, what compelled you to have Andre Sacheray on your
3: roster? Uh, good question.
2: So the way I looked at the safety position was I just had Reed Blankenship on because I thought that he played well enough to just be on the team. I thought he was the third best safety uh, on the team. And then, of course, they cut... Anthony Harris, and they trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So those two guys cancel each other. Out. Whatever, fine. Then I felt that Kayvon Wallace, they were just going to keep him because he's a fourth-round pick, and they were going to give him a third year to show something, uh, you know, meritoriously or not. Uh, and that's what they did. And then from there, it was between Josiah Scott and Andre Sacheray. and between those two. And I guess they called Scott uh, a corner, but he, you know, as you know, we all saw he played safety primarily uh, throughout training camp, especially in the back half of training camp. So between those two guys, it was like, okay, well, Josiah Scott's three years younger and Andre sacher has been, this is a six team. It's his fifth year in the league. (laughs) Who's gonna pick that guy off, off of waivers. I know the Eagles like claimed him off waivers a year ago, but I mean, was he, is it's not like he's Steve Tasker or, uh, Bill Bates or, Who's the, uh? who's the current day Patriots special teams? Yeah, Matthew Slater. Yeah, Matthew Slater. Cold he's, not like Cold not, he's not like Colt Anderson. He's not, Colt Anderson's another good one. Brian Brayman, Chris Maragos. He's not one yeah, of Yeah, no, Matthew Slater that was level.
1: great scouting by Bill Belichick, but go on. Okay. Uh, but
2: nobody's <laughs> yeah, nobody's, nobody's going to yeah. claim Andre Sashire, so I'll just pick up, I'll just keep Josiah Scott, and then they can bring Andre Sachery back to the practice squad if they so choose.
3: I have two people to blame uh for, for <laughs> yourself for, for the Sachery <laughs> yeah. no I have I okay. actually am not at fault um uh the decision to, to keep Sachery um I blame on Fran Duffy I think uh we you know we had talked about Sachery he had that really good play in the Browns game where he you know he he tackled the quarterback yeah. at the goal line uh, left sideline Josh Dobbs right uh or yeah it was Dobbs uh, nice play, and I thought, you know, he—he, he, I thought he was pretty good over the course of the summer. You know, he had the interception of Jalen Hurts. He was playing nickel as well as safety. You know, I—I I thought that they would put him on IR, and so they would open up a spot that way. And then I also have—I have Zach Berman to blame for this, um, and I think <laughs> he probably bears the, the brunt of the blame because if I had just gotten into my silo and gone to work and tried to figure out who I thought was going to make the roster, what what the most likely decisions were going to be, I think I would have probably gotten 52 out of 53. But instead, I got Zach telling me, oh, no, 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 no. Howie Roseman doesn't care about draft picks when he's cutting people. He will cut a guy if he deserves (laughs) to be cut. If that player doesn't belong on the roster, Howie Roseman historically is very good at at releasing that player. And so Kayvon Wallace doesn't belong on this roster, but I'm thinking, oh, Zach, Zach's been doing the hard work on Howie Roseman's history. He's probably going to, he's probably going to cut him because he's not good enough. No, no, no. Kayvon Wallace is on the roster because he's a fourth round pick, just like Davion Taylor. And so I blame you, Zach. Okay.
1: So uh, did you have, did you have Kayvon on? Zach? I did.
3: Yeah, I, okay. I, I did. So what
1: percentage of draft picks over the past four years do you think uh, are no longer with the team?
3: Of the Eagles? Mm.
1: Yes.
2: Going back how far? To uh,
1: 2019.
3: I don't know, but whatever percentage uh, it is, it should be a little bit lower because <laughs> Cameron Wallace <laughs> uh, did not earn his way onto this roster.
2: Davion Taylor was flat out terrible. Yeah. But at least Browns he was like always supposed yeah.
3: to be a project. Like, But there's know. no one behind him. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Right. It's, it's like they yeah. didn't
1: keep him over another linebacker. That's that's the point. So the I actually answer think, to that, I
3: actually think, honestly, both of those guys could be could be waived tomorrow if they claim somebody.
1: So the answer is is twenty four something percent. So uh, around one in four um, draft picks since then. Now, if you want to go first <laughs> three, rent what's that?
3: No, I'm just. I mean, that means they've been bad. They made that yeah
1: so so uh so no <laughs> i i i think that's that's uh worth mentioning i still stand by what i wrote there but oh, i i apologize apology. i i apologize if i got in your head i i, I would think as a as a three time champ you wouldn't have the uh the you wouldn't be listening to someone like me you know i I certainly I don't want to monopolize this conversation. This is about the two of you, but it it reminds me. One time I was I was talking. This was I was talking to someone in a different organization who was um, explaining how like crazy it is that that like the media has so much power and like the media doesn't really know anything and and uh, you know how these owners are are looking at what the media says and making decisions from it. And my response was. What does this say about the owners that they run these billion dollar operations and they care what the media think? Right. Like, so, so it's, it's not what I'm saying to you. Why are you a three time champ paying any mind to what I'm saying?
3: Okay.
2: Now, but uh, we should talk about this trade pa-
1: at some point and we should talk about the, we
3: we'll let,
2: hold on, hold on, real quick. My you. favorite part of the day when we were leading up to four o'clock was. Jack Anderson had been cut. That was before I think all of us kind of got to the Care complex. But we're sitting, at, we're sitting there, and Adam Kaplan has a tweet saying, "Look, look out, maybe for Josh Sills to make the roster,"
3: you <laughs> which know, basically right.
2: meant he knew Josh Sills was making the roster. And then at that point, Bo knew that his his boy Coyote, like no way he was going to make it. At that point, Bo didn't say anything. He was just quietly. <laughs> On its computer. Look, like I didn't nobody was everyone just kind of went back to doing whatever they were doing. <laughs> Bo, meanwhile, was so rattled by this tweet by Kaplan that he's furiously like researching whatever he's, whatever he's doing. About three minutes go by and Bo's like,
3: What would you say? I said he's, he's older than Coyote. He's, he's old,
2: he's older than Coyote. <laughs>
3: yeah. Bad decision. That's why the team's not gonna make the playoffs this year. This is this we'll remember this day. And that's the, and that's the reason why. All right, uh, Jimmy. Any other any other thoughts you'd like to get off your chest before uh, before we let you go?
2: Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself because I wanted to have. Um, first of all, I didn't know how how few Burger Kings there were these days, <laughs> because I was going to pop in and grab a crown for myself, um, and then I considered, you know, loading up the the background here with just full of. I was going to spend all sixty five dollars of my winnings uh from the i don't know are we, are we saying that we that we win money on that like so it's, it's five dollars i guess pizza. we are now <laughs> so, yeah. i don't know <laughs> but i was gonna this use this live the, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i was gonna use the entirety of my winnings for balloons only it was just gonna be i was gonna fill up my office here with respect of that so my, my apologies for uh not, well, what did uh, you think
0: of my video of you Jimmy i could send that to you if you want to put I, it on twitter
2: I, was it a video or just a picture of me with the crown on my head
0: a little music to it music to it <laughs> oh the music too Okay. yeah if, yeah, I if, like you, it. if you would like that you know I'm sorry I, I really shouldn't be doing like this Bo's gonna hate me now but you know I had <laughs> it, I had it. to spice things up a little he bit he earned it <laughs>
3: you earned it now you know come come let me know what happens in 2024 if you can pull off the <laughs> unprecedented three in a row
2: <laughs> I already feel the pressure for next year I mean it must have been wearing on you leading into this year it's hard I'm just glad I got a chip because I've come in second place in this damn thing like like three or four different times.
3: My first was was a practice squad tie over you.
2: Yeah, and I lost to McLean on some garbage one year. Like the reports were like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy made a practice squad, and I had more than him. And one of the guys I had didn't make it. And one of the guys he had did when the Mm. official one came out and beat me up by like one practice squad guy, I, it was actually announced already that like I had won and then I didn't win. So I'm kind of, for a while I was like the Jim Kelly or the Dan Marino or the Charles Barkley, Susan Lucci, 53 man, (laughs) Susan Lucci, 53 man practice squad. Uh, now I got my chip so I can, I don't have to worry for life about never having when I got my field goal kicking competition (laughs) chip, Well, I don't
3: want to, you know, I didn't want you brought up up the pressure and I don't, you know, I don't want to take away from your day. This is your day. Um, (laughs) But I but I do think um, now is the time um, for me to officially retire from the roster competition. Um, The huge, you know, I watched I watched watched Serena Williams last night. Uh, You know, she's (laughs) talking about graduating on um, evolving to the next stage of her career. You know, you've got Tom Brady um, riding out the sunset. And I think it's probably it's for the best that I join the goats um, on in in terms of just like, let's move on. Let's let other people have a chance, because how fair is it really? And how boring is it for people to watch the same person dominate over and over again? And so um, I'm I'm announcing my retirement and I hope that uh, I, I hope that you enjoy the future, Jimmy. I feel like your retirement is going to be exactly like
2: Tom Brady's attention-grabbing non-retirement. And you're going to be right back in this next year.
3: It's been hard on my family. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't get to sleep the other night.
2: I'm 45. And, I got things going yeah, on. There's a, lot
3: of, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. And so um, I wanted to do the full Andrew Luck voice here, but I couldn't quite, couldn't quite get to it. But yeah, that's, that's it for me. Uh wait, Jimmy, right. wait, before, wait, before real the... quick, very quick. We
1: have to just, just clarify something here. In the words, in the words of who was it, the vice presidential candidate, Lloyd Benson. Um, when he said that Dan Quayle, <laughs> he said, Sir, I know Jack Kennedy, and you're no Jack Kennedy. I yeah. I've seen Tom Brady, Bo, and you are no Tom Brady. So let's
3: let's yeah, I eat strawberries. And let's I don't distinguish eat PEDs.
1: <laughs> let's distinguish that. That uh you can't put yourself in. I mean, you're and a, I've never cheated champion, on anything in my life, but
3: Tom Brady is. Uh, he's at a Has Tom level Brady? Here. You know, guess what we have in common. Neither of us has ever won four in a row. Um, nope, you have to win a lot more to get to Tom Brady's level. That's not true. He's never won a roster competition prediction contest. Oh, I'm sure he has. We're talking about different things, uh, Jimmy. Before we let you go, the other thing that you uh, that you always focus on on roster cutdown day is the the breakdown of the ages. Of teams across the yes. league can you can you give us a little hint a little preview as to how the eagles are doing relative
2: yeah they're the ninth youngest team in the nfl there's there's not a big so it's a there's teams are very similar this year so like the i think it was like the fifth youngest team and like the 25th youngest team you know or like the seventh or eighth oldest whatever you want to call it they're all very similar in the middle and then there's some teams like on the on the edges uh, young and old side that are sort of on the extreme, but yeah, the Eagles, uh, ninth youngest team in the NFL, which actually came to me as a little bit of a surprise. I thought they were going to be a little bit on the older end, having you know only I guess they did have three undrafted guys make the roster in addition to their five picks, which is going to skew that down. Uh, but yeah, and of you course know, they would ninth been, youngest, they not been bad eighth if so,
3: they had kept Coyote instead of Josh Sills.
2: Young doesn't mean good, and old doesn't mean bad. But you certainly don't want to be old and bad. Right. And if you're young and good, then you can feel good about your chances of competing every year for the foreseeable future. So the Eagles have a good roster and they're also the ninth youngest roster in the NFL. I think that's a good sign for them. I think uh,
3: from the would they rank point, If
2: point.
1: if they kept Coyote Arashika over I just
3: made that joke.
2: Did the <laughs> Phillies make another trade? <laughs> well, we know we know he's younger than Josh Sill. Yeah, they would so have been eighth, instead of nine, It would have been lower. <laughs> <laughs> they might've been eighth. They might've been eighth youngest. They would have been top quarter of the that's league right. in terms of the youngest teams in the league. Yeah.
3: And so now they're going to be ninth youngest, but also a five Missed opportunity. Team. So that's going to be tough. All right. Uh, Jimmy, congratulations. Wait, wait,
0: wait. One thing. Cause I'm right. a woman of the people. The chat would need, need some closure on Dick Rod. Who came up with it first uh, Okay, and we just need to sell this right here now, because
1: how much time do we have?
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's been like 800 well, comments about it. So I would be, I have to bring oh, up. The, uh,
2: They're in the chat right <laughs> now. Oh, yes, yes, about dick yes. rod? oh Okay. So I, let me, let me go first on this. I will say, first of all, that I did not come up with dick rod. What my argument has been all along is that dick rod is for everybody. Everybody can enjoy Dick Rod because it's a nickname that is enjoyable and fun for everybody. And it was Packers fans, I believe, that originally called Richard Rogers Dick Rod. And it's not the hardest nickname to come up with when you see his name and you put it together. And, you know, it was my friend Kevin DeLacy, actually, who texted me after they signed Dick Rod. He said, oh, hey, did you know, by the way, that you could like you could call him Dick Rod? He was very <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> I was like yes kevin you're right you can you can call him i'm gonna call him dick rod right now and i started calling him dick rod i don't know if Bo was the first to call him dick rod among the eagles beats or if it was me but my argument here is let's not let's not pee on the mark our territory on on on, on dick rod
3: let's, we can all let everybody enjoy We can all hang around dick rod yeah i think that's i think that's big of you and in your new uh, role of prominence, I think I think that's magnanimous. That's, that's what they call yeah. me. I have magnanimous Jimmy. I have one
1: more question for the King of the Beats.
3: No, I no, no, no. That's, no. that's yeah. for three times.
1: He's the okay. roster
3: prediction champion.
1: <laughs> okay, I have one more question for the roster prediction champion. Uh, because we are ostensibly an Eagles podcast here, talking on cutdown day. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's who's one name? Give us one name that we should look out for that you think would make sense as a fit for the Eagles uh, by either noon or 4 p.m. tomorrow?
2: Oh, on the waiver wire. You know, I hadn't really paid much attention to it because- Sorry to put you in that spot then. It got super busy today. Once, uh, it was like fast and furious, them cutting people. And then of course they traded for Chauncey Gardner Johnson and that completely wrecked any paying attention to what was going on around the rest of the league. But uh, I would say, positional wise running back, maybe quarterback. If they want to keep a third, certainly not going to go offensive line, uh, man.
3: If they claim an offensive lineman and cut Josh Jones tomorrow, I'm going to be so mad <laughs>
2: safety. I don't think they're going to, they're, I don't think they're going to go that route anymore. No, if they cut cave um, on, I
3: guess I would be really mad. They,
2: they could. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I did not seen who, who has actually been cut around the league. But I, I would say best bet is probably running back, just positional-wise. And I think a bunch of them did get cut, right? Yes. A bunch yeah. of, like, notable names yep. anyway. Yep.
3: Okay. All right, Jimmy. Congratulations. Uh, enjoy your year, uh, you know, drinking from the crown all over the place. And... Uh, you know, better better luck uh, to Zach next year. Maybe he can take it back for Birds of Friends. And how my, many did you head. get, Zach? I got fifty. I was I was I okay. was one behind.
1: All right. that's respectable. Uh, I I went uh, well.
2: Paddled ahead. Yeah, yeah, you and BLG <laughs> have shared uh, chalk. Well, uh... <laughs> oh, so you tied Bo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe you guys should have your own your own uh, Bo versus Zach competition based on your practice squad guys. There we go. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little pasta sandwich
3: on that. I mean, I'll look yeah. at it, but only if it's going to mean that I win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's probably
1: true. That's probably true.
3: All right. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, we appreciate you. you coming on, taking, uh, taking some time. Let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about the actual news of the day. All right, welcome back to Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa, a big day for the Philadelphia Eagles as they make a blockbuster trade, adding a brand new safety and pair the roster down to 53 players ahead of week one. We send it over now Wait, to the Stone Cold Newsman for I have- everything that's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Berman, how are you?
1: The Philadelphia Eagles uh, cut their roster today, as we've been talking about. They made a, a major trade. Uh, the major trade was they acquired safety, not defensive back safety, Chauncey Gardner Johnson from the New Orleans Saints. The deal was for a fifth round pick, uh, the and the lesser of the Eagles' 2024 sixth round picks, and the Eagles also get a 2025 seventh round pick in return. Uh, some other notable things that occurred, and, and we'll discuss all of this, the Eagles keeping only two quarterbacks. They waived both Reed Sinette and Carson Strong. Um, Jalen Rager stays with the Eagles, as does Andre Dillard, as does Davion Taylor, as does Kavon Wallace. That 2020 draft class included Rager, Wallace, and Taylor. They all remain. Um, the Eagles uh, were very excited about this group of second-year quarterbacks that they had. Well, only Zach McPherson stays with the team on the initial 53. They cut Tay Gowan and Carabas Jr. and Mac McCain, but they did keep three undrafted rookies on the team. Uh, that included Reed Blankenship. Um, that included Josh Job, and someone we might've mentioned previously, Josh Sills, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma state. Um, we can get to all the other points of discussion. That is your update. If I can break character for a second. Um, so, uh, the update's finished i i i do want to say one thing and far Thanks be for that it,
3: update for, zach
1: yes far be it for me to go astray when we are 33 minutes in and i barely talked about cut down day but i just want to give credit where it's due and in i i think marissa was outstanding is outstanding with those ad reads the best of the of the three of us <laughs> and, and, and well because why am i catching a stray in the trade like multiple strays in the trade coffee ad they give you a script to read okay why do you they want you to personalize it Why? okay but they want you to personalize it with your trade coffee experience they don't want to personalize it by yeah. ripping on your co-host okay so
3: i'm sitting there i'm sitting what you reading- talking about that's exactly what they want they want it to be read in the host voice my host voice is playfully <laughs> giving you some business I think they they wanted you to talk about your experience. So I
1: I mean I mean look look Marissa has enough work on her plate. I don't want to give her any more
3: work. But had to go back to the.
1: Well yeah and and I, I wanted to lead with it but like. Literally the first time in three years that we're organized on the top of a oh, what's not even the top of a show on the top of a segment you leave no time for discussion and you go right into the Stone Cold Newsman okay and then I I couldn't start the Stone Cold Newsman with that so I wanted just to establish that Marissa is awesome at ad reads and I would have no objection if she did all the ads and Bo come on I mean don't make Marissa
3: don't make Marissa do the do the Manscape ads That's not I crazy.
1: had I had the most embarrassing moment. Of like my life, well, not my life, but of the of recent years when I had to read that ad, like verbatim. <laughs> that okay? was the most embarrassing moment. Well, I mean, among there. And then you take this opportunity to rip on me while reading the ad. Who's so, ripping? Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, just figure I get that off the chest. Better. Let's get the cut down day.
0: Zach, I'm you proud of you. That was that you was don't fire.
1: Like, isn't it true that you're trying to become more of a coffee guy? <laughs> well, that actually is accurate. Yeah. And I'm having a, a a hard time doing it. I, I don't really mm-hmm. like the taste, which is like a fun. You know, it's like when I talk about Joe and Rager, the first part of of punt returning is catching the ball. Like mm-hmm. the first part of drinking coffee is like actually drinking it. And that I, I don't like
3: the taste. That's, I mean, which. that's the only part, really.
1: Yeah, no, but no, some people you know, like Elliot Shore Parks talks about how uh the way you look when you hold coffee, he, he likes that. Um yes. you know, uh <laughs> I think um uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn Elliot. I think he's tweeted this before. Um I uh you know, when if you work at a coffee shop, you you need to patronize them, right? Like you need to give them service, so You work yeah, in a
3: coffee shop. Huh? <laughs>
1: And then uh, and and the other thing, too, is is uh, I really try to manufacture energy like you know, I try to be an energy provider, an energy giver. But mm, thermostat, it, not a thermometer. Exactly. But it is it, it, it does get a little harder as you get older. You know, some days you just don't you don't have it the way you know, you might have when you were 25. So that little pick me up can be advantageous. So I am trying to get into coffee. I hear it's an acquired taste, but I'm not I haven't totally acquired it yet.
3: Have you thought about cocaine? <laughs> no, I have not. I, I, I have not.
1: So, uh,
3: so speaking of cut down, Dan, Marissa, a little, a little yes. round of applause for the big man.
0: Yes. Um, very happy. Michael made the 53 men roster. Um, Nothing guaranteed. It's him. one
3: of the initial, you know. We yes. got always.
0: Yes. I uh, wasn't worried
1: though, were you? No, I. Yeah, like I, 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 I saw him play. The best player on the field, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, like that. It, I, I mean, I didn't think they were cutting him.
0: It's always a thing, though, you know. You I said little things. Yes, yes. In August of 2020, he wasn't sure if football would yep. keep going. So sure. the fact that he's, you know, in this position, I'm very proud of him. And um, for our audio listeners, was rocking racking. Uh, Casey's done jersey right now, so I'm loving it. That's right. Looks great.
3: Backwards, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to be, you know, yeah. gazing up the team. It's just, I'm a, I'm a I'm a players
0: right. only kind of guy. Yeah, he's got the, John the name and the on the front of the jersey. The yeah, it's for yeah.
3: me. It's about the name on the front, and it's the name, not the <laughs> not not the team. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, very happy for him.
3: Fantastic. Paul did what? Mm-hmm. Did did he, did he have a little? And it was his birthday recently.
0: Yeah, his birthday was on uh the 28th. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Um, Sunday. but. Yeah. But you know, it's still hard, you know, teammates aren't, you know, his friends, some of them aren't here. So it's, it's a tough day. Um, obviously he's, you know, happy to be here, but, um, you know, still got to keep working and it's hard to see people go. So it's a very weird, weird feeling, mixed emotions for sure, but I'm very right. happy for him. Yeah.
3: All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the Eagles uh, we can talk Zach about, um, some of the actual decisions they made roster wise we can talk about what's maybe to come over the next couple of days but I, I do think we should obviously start with with yeah. diving into the the trade um so it it was interesting it came down first that they were releasing anthony harris um and you know i, I wish we had a peloton read today because i was i was on i was doing a little bike ride and i see the uh, anthony go. harris uh, as I as i'm going and i go oh well obviously they're trading for somebody you know they're not going to just you knew that they were yeah. not going to just You know, waltz into the season with Kayvon Wallace or Josiah Scott starting opposite um, Marcus Epps. And it came very quickly. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints, who is 24 years old, going into the final year of his rookie deal. Uh, He has been doing that that uh, quote unquote hold in where he was looking for a new deal from the Saints. They didn't give it to him. So he was not being a full participant in practice. Um, they believe that they are relatively deep at that position, so they were willing to trade uh, him. Took a while before the compensation came out, and uh, you you said what it was before, but a very light compensation, relatively speaking. I, I think um, it's fair to say that, like in terms of the quality of the player, the Eagles uh, make out far ahead here, and it's almost uh, it's almost too good to be true. Now there there's some projection. You know, he's he was primarily a nickel corner. Um, with the Saints, did not play a ton of, uh, you know, deep safety, but he did do it in college. The Eagles think there's some easy projection uh, and crossover between the nickel and safety role in Jonathan Gannon's defense, especially in cover three. But uh, I, I do like – I mean, in terms of just the decision, it's a home run. You do it. But there are there are some variables here. I think you, you would expect that it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get acclimated both to a new defense to, uh, at a position – uh, where it's important to, like, know the guy next to you and, and what your roles are. Um, this is an interesting personality that, that we can get into. I think it's also, like, you have to wonder if there's something else going on with the Saints, like being willing to let him go for such a cheap price. But in terms of, like, just upgrading the roster from what it looked like yesterday to what it looks like today, there are now, you know, no glaring holes at the top of the depth chart, and, and the Eagles should... Feel very good about the, the the state of the roster, especially after making it through the summer healthy.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, and I say this earnestly, an outstanding overview of it because you do wonder is it too good to be true, right? Like, I mean, take the compensation out of it for, for, for a second. Now, just just adding that type of player um, at this time of year is hard to do. Number one, and then you see they barely had to give anything up. I mean, relatively speaking, um, that's so. Uh, whatever risk. Is baked in. It's absolutely worth the risk. I've been pounding this drum throughout training camp. Um, safety is an issue, or, or I should say, was an issue. Now, perhaps it still will be. Uh, but I didn't like the group that they had. Um, I, I I thought that. Uh, um, what a call! Even though, Blankers, by the way, <laughs> even though that uh, I, I I didn't take. Um, what they said at face value, like I, you know, every, I, I I asked multiple times from Howie Roseman's first press conference to multiple times with Jonathan Gannon to with Nick Sirianni in Cleveland. And I kept asking about the safeties and I didn't think they actually thought that like they were fine with these safeties, but I thought that, all right, they're going to have to go into the season with this. Like they're, they're going to have to figure it out because I didn't know where a starting safety was going to come. And, uh, so I thought they would, I thought
3: they would trade for a better depth option. Like they would replace Kayvon Wallace with, you know, somebody of that ilk who's a little bit better, but yeah.
1: So, so I get what you're saying about projection and I mean, personality, whatever it may be, whatever risk is there, it's totally worth the risk because, um, just like, just what this roster looks like now, what this depth chart looks like now compared to a day ago, it's a major difference. Then you add in the fact that he's 24 years old, turns 25 this year. Um, He's been a really productive player. uh, And, you know, he, he kind of fits the age curve that the Eagles have right now. We've, we've spoken about how a year ago, they really didn't have these 25 and under talents. That's a good point. Yeah. They have a, a lot of pending free agents, right? He's, he's one of them, but I, I really like the move. And, um, I understand you need to have skepticism, right? Like, you know, you, you never want to look at it like, uh, you know, uh, it's the line from Rounders about, you know, if you can't spot the sucker at the table, then you are the sucker at the table, right? But 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 maybe the Saints are the team here that that looked at it and was, was like, this guy's not happy. He's going to be disruptive. Um, let's just cut our losses. And the Eagles are the beneficiaries. And this is why... You know, we, we spoke about it. Howie Roseman has, has, you know, shortcomings like, like we all do, but you know, we've, we've discussed those, but something that Howie is really adept at.
3: We'll get to that uh, later. Make sure, make sure we circle back on, on Howie's shortcomings Cause I think we need to talk about his, his driving uh, <laughs> that was addressed at the, during the press um, conference today. But,
1: uh, but, but he's, he's spoken. Put
3: a, put a pin uh, in that if you don't mind, Marissa, just to make sure we get to it.
1: Thank um you know he is he's creative he's aggressive which is of which is a very good thing um but also like he's he's always um just like calling around he he doesn't want to wake up in a situation being like wait that guy was available and we didn't know about it um and he that's, said that
3: that's the stuff that keeps him yeah, up yeah
1: yeah and, and and so like he shot his shot and it worked and he got his safety i didn't think he was going to be able to do it so
3: i give him credit Yeah, I think I think you know, for all of the things that you could complain about about Howie Roseman, one thing that you you definitely have to respect um, and appreciate as a fan is that he he is always trying to be active. Yep. Um, You know, there are there are no guarantees about what future seasons are going to be. Like the the slow quiet rebuild is never guaranteed to hit, and so if you can fast track things, um, Howie Roseman is going to try to do it. Um, And and as a fan, I think that's I think that's encouraging to know. Um, and, the Saints. And, and, sorry, oh, go I'm ahead.
1: sorry. No, no. Just uh, real quick too, and and like not to applaud. Um, you know, you know. Uh, I, I go back to say Sam Hinky and and Daryl Morey, and I know you don't like that, but but Sam hinkey's t- I'm talking about all the series of movies. I like Sam
3: hinkey and what he did. Okay. I just didn't like the letter. Okay
1: all the series of moves that it took to acquire James Harden, right? Like, like these, these little subtle moves on the margin and like, not to applaud the Eagles for trading JJ Ortega white side, because you know, they, they missed on the player. They weren't going to keep him, but instead of just cutting him, they, they, they canvass the league, they make a trade for him, they get a Mahdi they trade a Mahdi And so now they, they have, I mean, perhaps this trade would have gone down with the seventh round. Yeah, I don't think that had but, anything to do with, but, this but my, but, but my point being that, that like, um, every little move does matter. They would have
3: just given their own sixth.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough.
3: So, I mean, I think I think those are two separate things. I think it's okay. true that every move matters. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it had anything to do. Anything with, they they would have. Yeah. I mean, if Johnson, yeah, Johnson given, was available, they would have figured. They out They would have given
1: their own sixth. No, I agree. You,
3: you're right. You're right. Go on. I'm sorry. But the 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 Saints angle is interesting, obviously, because one of the fun. Um, subplots to the season is like we had like fans had last year the opportunity to root against the Colts this year you get the the chance to root against the Saints and so obviously it's 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 fun to not only uh get a player of Chauncey Gardner Johnson's quality but take him away from that team and theoretically make them worse and improve your own first round pick but the Saints thing is is interesting here because whether or not they are a well-run organization you know absent Sean Payton we can debate uh, I think they are like, I think what they did this off season tells you that they're not that well run. The fact that they made that trade with the Eagles in the spring uh, was, it was a pretty short sighted trade, but they made that trade because they're, they are all in, they are trying to win this season, right? Uh, they have high expectations for this season and for them with those expectations to be willing to give up Gardner Johnson for such a pittance yeah. is, you know, it's a little bit concerning. I'm sure the Eagles are are wondering, you know, what, what the hook is here. Um, and this is a guy who, you know, I think, I think all indications are like his personality is going to play well in Philly, right? Like the agitator. But the agitator is not just with, with opponents. You know, he, he gets into it with his teammates, too. Um, and so, I don't know. Maybe that is, maybe that is a, a factor here as well that, that I'm sure the Eagles are um, keeping an eye on. Yeah, so um, I'm pulling this up here
1: as, as we speak. This was from um, Jeff Duncan uh, of, of the New Orleans Time Pick you. Um, and he said that uh, the Saints and Garner Johnson were about $4 million a year apart in contract talks on a long-term extension. With major deals looming for McCoy and Davenport, the cash-strapped Saints decided to deal from a position of strength and move on rather than lose him for nothing next spring. And they now, are like as cash-strapped as it gets. Yeah. Now, the, it doesn't like totally add up because there's value in having the player for this year, right? Right. That's more valuable than whatever draft pick compensation they got but the the inverse is there are human dynamics at play, right and like if you feel a guy is gonna be unhappy or disruptive, um, we've seen teams like just just move on from that from you know they're not the first team to move on from a guy who's been disruptive or been unhappy um because they think it, it you know there there could be the residual benefit now I'm not saying that's what occurred here, but it certainly seems like it and and just to to address the Eagles side of it from a, from a contract also perspective. Also, just they, they know the yeah. player
3: best. Like, if, sure. there's, a, if yeah. there's a deficit of information, they know the player best. But, sorry,
1: go yeah. No, no, no. That was, you're absolutely right. They wanted, or he wanted a new deal in New Orleans. Like I said, they were $4 million a year apart. He comes to the Eagles. From all we know, there's no new deal yet. I asked Howie Roseman about it, didn't want to address it. Said they wouldn't have made this trade if they weren't comfortable with it. Um, but one thing that has come up elsewhere in reporting Uh, was that the move from slot cornerback to safety um, is a satisfier for the player in that his market value will go up now. Uh, If he was a slot in New Orleans, then he he was getting offered a contract consistent with being a slot cornerback and he entered the market next year as a slot cornerback, it's different than if he goes in
3: as a safety. So uh, that could be a potential factor here. I I think that's exactly right. As as you covered it yeah i I'm, I'm, I think when the deal happened, my assumption was it meant that there was they were gonna get a deal in place, but the that reporting makes sense, and it's true like the the safety market those guys get paid uh much more money than than the top of the nickel market so uh it's interesting and and you know my uh like my my Spidey sense reservations aside like it's a it's a home run move for the team i mean mm-hmm. uh he's he's uh much improved obviously player over over Anthony Harris. and even if it takes a little bit of time uh, for him to adjust. This move is not about, you know, week one and week two, this move is about what's going to make you better in December and January. Um, and so it makes all the sense in the world and and, you know, you give you give them credit for uh, continuing to stay aggressive at the, the one spot that everybody was concerned about. So good on them. agreed. All right. Anything else on uh, CGJ before we get to the rest well, of no, the news? No.
1: So, so, uh, Anthony Harris, uh, like, like we said, surprise cut there. Um, one has to do with the other. Howie Roseman made it sound like the organization was being, you know, altruistic yeah, here. Yeah, you and, hate when they do right, this. Yeah. Right. Man's... Where, where like, uh, you know, they, Don't they pee on me and him. tell me it's raining. Yeah. They give him an opportunity because he signed. he did sign on expecting to be a starter. Right. Um, and his role did change with this trade, but, you know, the Eagles, by doing this, uh, I, I think they they, they save over a million dollars. And he didn't rule out Harris potentially coming back. But Harris is different when he's your third safety compared to when he's your starting safety. So uh, so anyways, that's the Anthony Harris component of it. And the Eagles' safeties, as of now, we'll see what happens. Um, but it is Marcus Epps and Gardner Johnson are your starters. And then, as of now, Kayvon Wallace and Reed Blankenship are your backups. And I'll put Josiah Scott in there, yeah. he's dealing with a hamstring injury, so he might be an IR candidate tomorrow.
3: Yeah, we can. Uh, I was going to get to this when we talk about potential waiver claims, but, but since you brought it up. So Josiah Scott and Josh Job and well, I guess not Andre Sasho, he didn't make the team. Those guys are, are potential IR moves tomorrow. However, you cannot uh, open up a roster spot to claim a guy with those. The waivers have to process first, and then actually the second round of waivers have to process before you are allowed to place the guys on injured reserve. So you have to hold them twice. Um, and so if they're going to make a move, they're going to have to cut somebody. Um, like, I think if they're actually like waving a guy, I think that Kayvon Wallace and, and Davion Taylor are two guys that I would consider maybe on the bubble. I think maybe just as likely as they're going to cut like Boston Scott and then resign him a day later. They could yeah. do that move. Or they Rick Lovato. L- yeah. Lovato. They could do that move. Um, or they could be looking to just add a you know a veteran running back and then they decide that, you know, they, they agree that they're gonna sign him on Thursday when, yeah. when the roster spots open. So uh we can talk about positions to watch um after the break, but that's the uh, the mechanics of how things go over the next 24, 48 hours. Uh okay. Josh Sills. Yeah. We didn't talk, you know, we did not talk about him a lot on Birds with Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh Marissa said she's been listening to all these episodes. She's an offensive line sicko. And she could barely recognize the guy's name.
0: Yeah, I saw um, the roster. I was like, "Huh."
3: And you know, I'm gonna give myself a I'm gonna give myself a couple of pats on the back, Zach. I know that might surprise you. <laughs> that shocks me. Uh, you know, in the rundown of the uh, ranking of everybody over the course of the <laughs> summer, I had him in the category of impressed and uh, could make the roster. Said Sills has spent most of his time as the third team left guard, though he's shown some versatility to play left tackle and right guard too. He has held up well in one-on-ones and seems to have earned Stoutland's trust. He might be the best bet for a shocking roster inclusion, especially if the Eagles are able to find a market for someone like Sua Opeta or Jack Anderson. I also, in including Coyote Awashika on my roster projection instead of Jack Anderson, said that if the Eagles are going to go, if they're going to carry 10 offensive linemen, which they should, given how deep the position is, shouldn't the last spot go to someone who can play tackle? That's why. That's part of the reason why I'm giving the spot to Coyote over Anderson. Awashika has played both tackle spots and both guard spots this summer, while Anderson has played all three interior spots, yada, yada, yada. Um, Sills is a, is a guy who has that guard tackle versatility. He's played on the left side and on the right side, played four positions in college at West Virginia and Oklahoma State. I get that he has an extra year of control, Visa v. Coyote Awashika. Obviously, I'm biased. I still think that Coyote um, is a better player, and I think if you're the Eagles and you're just looking at you know somebody's track record in terms of identifying diamonds in the rough, you look around the league. You see DeAndre Carter making the uh, Los Angeles Chargers opening week roster. You see Sua Opeta going from. Uh, uh, cut as a rookie to your top guard backup, a dominant preseason performance. You see Elijah Riley making plays all over the field in the preseason, even though he was released today by the Steelers. You probably think, oh, you know what, this guy might know something. We should follow his lead, but no, no, they thumb their nose. They decide they're going to go down this road towards not making the playoffs. That's their own decision. Um, but Sills is an interesting player, and you feel good for him. Also, you look around the league, you think, wow, this guy, this guy picked out Reed Blankenship a week into practice and he kept rising and made the roster? Wow, this guy's got eyes. But, you know, a topic for another day. So yeah. uh, on a day when, when, you know, you do take time to, uh, to celebrate the under-the-radar guys, the feel-good stories, Josh Job, Reed Blankenship, Josh Sills, uh, happy for those guys. And especially, like, Sills and, and Blankenship, like Howie Roseman said the thing in the draft, that because we've only got five picks, we need to have a great undrafted yeah. rookie class. Well, the guys who they gave the money to were, were Joe, but Carson Strong, uh, some of the other guys, some of the, Mar- Mario Goodrich, um, even, even like uh, Noah Ellis got, got a, a nice little bonus. Kennedy Brooks got a, got a lot of money. So like Blankenship and Sills were, were borderline afterthoughts relative to the other guys. And so uh, kudos to them, credit to them for, for working their way onto the roster. So to give our listeners a sense of who Josh
1: Sills is, um, six five and a half, three hundred twenty-two pounds, thirty-three and 7 eight inch arms. Um, so how he talked Those about today, arms. tall, big, long arms. Um, like Bo said, uh, started his college career at West Virginia, transferred to Oklahoma State. Um, you know, he he was a six-year college player, right? And and you're seeing that it's a little different now, you know, because of the of the extra year with uh, COVID and. Uh, he redshirted his first year at at West Virginia, but over um, those the five years playing, he had he had one year where he was injured. 2019, he had 48 starts, 34 at left guard, six at right guard, five at right tackle, two at left guard, and one at center. Um, so has played across the line as as Bo said there uh, from Sarasville, Ohio, and because of all those years, and Bo mentioned this in reference to his age compared to Awashika, he is 24 turned 24 in January so um you're not looking at him like a uh, a young developmental guy and actually it's it's um it's very similar to Blankenship I know we've spoken more about Blankenship but Blankenship was uh you know a five year starter at Middle Tennessee State so both these guys are older players and you're probably getting them because you know they have an advanced football um I don't want to say say knowledge, but they're bringing in a degree of experience. You're not looking at them as, as projections. You're probably looking at them more as depth pieces.
3: Now. Sill's parents famous for uh, driving to every one of his games from Eastern Ohio. Easy, easy drive in Philadelphia. Marissa knows deep. that drive. Well,
0: I just looked it up. It's like Southeast Ohio, right? Mm. It's like not that far mm. from Morgantown. So.
3: There you go. Yeah. Um, elsewhere. Uh, you know, we talked about safety already. We talked about corner. We talked about linebacker. I think Davion Taylor could be potentially, um, on the bubble as, as they make a move, uh, defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver Rager, I guess we should talk about. Um, I'm not surprised by this. I, I don't know why, like, uh, did you ever think they were going to cut him? No, but exactly. I did think that they would, I, did, I, yeah, I think, I did think they were going to try very hard to trade him. And yeah, I thought I there was, a, I thought there was a chance that they were going to be able to get something done. um, yeah,
1: I you know, I heard some 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 buzz today that you know there was there was some stuff going on there. But look, I mean, um, you know, a, a LaVisca Chenault, who uh yeah, boy. I, I know I'm I know I'm high on him, but he's been more productive than Jalen and Rager in the NFL. Uh and he 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 went for a very low pick swap, right? Um, you know, there's teams have had a hard and time. He was moving drafted these after Rager. Teams. Yeah. Uh Denzel Mims has has you know, he has not been traded. Right. So uh, I don't know if there was you know such a strong market for it. Now, you say, is he really going to improve his market? Right. Like like whatever deal you were going to get now, um, he's your fifth wide receiver. Is that going to change? But you never know. Right. He, he could return a punt. He could pop a punt. I imagine as of now, unless they make a move, I think he's your starting point return against Detroit on Sunday
3: next time i think that's probably right um you know they could elevate Britton Covey. i think they could add a returner um that's that's one yeah. position to watch in, uh, as the uh the waivers move but i mean first of all he was good this summer you know yes it, this was definitely his best summer he was consistent uh it, i mean it was like it was funny because it was the faintest praise possible when howie roseman said during the press conference that oh yeah you know what one of the scouts uh, reminded me he he's one of the only guys who practiced every day, which <laughs> like, which also didn't add up to me, right?
1: Was he talking about among wide receivers? Because there were a lot of guys who practiced every day. I don't
3: they, know. I mean,
1: they weren't really banged up this summer, right? Like it's it, it's it's not like they had like like AJ Brown had a day of rest, but yeah yeah um I, yeah. Yeah, I I assume he meant among wide receivers because you know like a lot of their defensive linemen you know Fletcher Cox practiced every day, Brandon Graham practiced every right. day, Jordan Davis practiced, you know I, I can go on down the list so.
3: Yeah, Anyways. yeah, that was very. It was very funny. Yeah. Um. But just, I mean, the math of it to release him to waive him yeah. would have cost the Eagles a lot of money. Uh, yes. It's because those the uh, somebody was explaining the guarantees, the future guarantees get pushed into this year's cap. Yeah. So you're talking about you know five plus million dollars uh, of a dead cap hit. Whereas if you trade him, all of that goes away, and you're saving. Uh, almost $2 million on the cap. So I think the Eagles would have loved to be able to yeah. trade him. But absent that, it's not worth taking that dead cap hip for, for a player who exactly. still has a little bit of upside. I mean, you know, the the historical track record of a player with his first two years of healthy production is that he's not going to be a you know starting caliber player ever. But he's 23 years old. You know, Deion Kane's 26. What are you going to do? Keep Deion Kane over him? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think there is, I think there is some upside there. Like for instance, if Quez Watkins gets injured, can't Jalen Rager like be the speed slot while Zach Pascal continues to be the big slot and you know maybe pop a big play? I think that's not, you know, impossible. So yeah, uh, I think all of that makes a lot of sense. I actually like I I uh, I like him better as a like an upside receiver than a returner. And like I don't I don't ever see the return stuff really happened because because it just makes me so nervous catching the ball but um i think i i I, good for him first of all for having a good summer and i think it makes total sense to keep him i don't yeah i don't begrudge them at all
1: I, i i mean i i never thought cutting him was a possibility so i expected either trade or be on the roster so when they couldn't get a trade i i wasn't surprised by this
3: right um and then running back Um, you know, the Miles Sanders injury is, is up in the air. We don't know what the expectation is. They've only got three running backs on the roster. You know, they don't have a between the tackles bell cow, but, uh, I don't think that's something that you need. Um, you know, Boston Scott was their best short yardage running back. It was not Jalen hurts last year. I think that's fine. I think they're, they probably will. They definitely will add somebody, whether that's Mm -hmm. to the active roster or the practice squad, but, um, I'm not worried about running back. It's the most running back friendly offense in the league for anybody to be productive. A, you know, a pair of uh, competent, healthy legs will, will probably be fine. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So where do you think, uh, where do you think we might see some moves over the next couple of days?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think running back uh, and I thought potentially tight end um, from what I've heard, they, they, they like what they've seen from Calcaterra. Right. So, uh, you know, maybe they think, all right, they, they have, I, I think you wrote this. They have two complimentary players right at tight end in, in terms of Calcaterra and Stoll. And I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with draft. Or I shouldn't say obsessed. I'm a sucker for draft pedigree. Uh, so OJ Howard to me is like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him at the senior bowl. He was awesome. Right. What was that? 2017. And, um, you know, played with Jalen hurts and Joe Penunzio was down there when he was there. Um, but, uh, Look, I mean, he uh, it, it it didn't seem like Tampa Bay wanted him back, and Buffalo cut him. Those right. are two if it, good if it organizations hasn't happened yet. You know. Yeah, um, but I mean, obviously, he he has the college track record that is intriguing. Um, You know, I I think they they might just look for kind of quality depth elsewhere. The the thing is, and and we wrote this in our fifty three, is that they are not as concerned about like numbers at a position because of practice squad elevation. So they view, and it's, it's different than it used to be, right, before you had practice squad elevations, that you you wanted, you know, there was a school of thought among some teams that maybe spots 56, or, 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 I'm sorry, 46 to 53 should be practice squad guys. Or, or, I'm sorry, should be special teams guys or should be players who give you needed depth, right? The Eagles have kind of used those spots instead as stashing a player who they don't want um, to be claimed elsewhere or that they claim from someone else and they view him as like someone they can develop and then use the practice squad for players. They can elevate on a weekend and week out basis. So I don't think they're so focused on like getting numbers at running back, but you know, look, they, it's the, the um, truth is that we all know spots on the roster where they have pending free agents. They consider that where are some spots where, they can have guys who who they will develop and and, and running back's one of those spots. So if there's someone there that they like, I think they'll go after that. I definitely think quarterback. Um, you know, you asked the question today, and Howie Roseman only said I didn't ask uh, it very well. I just asked if no, you want I to have yeah.
3: a third quarterback. I should have yeah. I, I should have meant, I should have asked like philosophically, he, how do you feel you about meant. the third quarterback? Yeah. he knew what you meant. Yeah, but I gave him uh, an, I gave him yeah. an opportunity to not really answer uh, the question.
1: So look, so I, I don't know. You know, I, I I know this isn't good podcasting, and I know, and sometimes in, in podcasting you're supposed to act like you know more than you do, um,
3: but I don't Listen, know. We've been telling if you've been listening, we've been telling you for months. <laughs> yeah. Watch yeah. out for this Josh Sills. Um, yeah, no, no. We that said wasn't it when they you. signed was- when we when they signed yeah. him. They like this guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> have you been listening? You know,
1: um, but uh, I I don't know what their grade was on Kellen Mond. I don't know what their grade was on Ian Book. Uh, but but those I think were two. Mond is worth a shot. Like. Yeah, I mean Mond was a third round pick. Book was a fourth round pick. Um, Book's uh, coordinator at at Notre Dame um, is someone who has a a strong history with both Sirianni and Steichen. Um, you just like so, him because his last name is Book. Well, no, I mean, but Tommy Reese is who's, who's a really good coordinator. Like if you watch uh, Notre Dame's offense, I'd rather not. Okay, I think I think Tommy Reese is 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 gonna become a head coach one day. Like he's, he, you know, I, I I like what I've seen from
3: him. But anyways, come on down to the Bayou. I'll tell you a little bit about my old quarterback Ian Book and <laughs> remember when I, when I went to recruit him, sat down with his family. It was just impressed me. I mean, You're I actually think you'd, be, I think
1: you'd be in on Marcus Freeman. By the way, uh, yeah, I got you know, no Marcus, Freeman, with Marcus Freeman. Yeah, so except uh, that he worked so,
3: for Brian Kelly, but
1: um, uh, for one year. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh but uh in any respect, um yeah, so if if uh if if they want to know about Ian Book, I mean Tommy Reese has the book on him, no pun intended. Um, but uh yeah, so I, I, I definitely think quarterback is a spot they would look at. The I I don't have the name, like I know that I know how to spell the name, but I can't pronounce it correctly. Is it Chris Strevelier? Um, I believe it's Streveler, but but Marissa Sh- can. Sh- Trevler sure. thank you. Uh he was he was really good for the Jets this year, has been a backup for the Cardinals in the past. Um, uh, I know statistically, and you can't really judge by preseason statistics, but Anthony Brown, who the Ravens cut, um, you know, he he's from Oregon and Boston College before that. He had a really good preseason. So, you know, there are some guys out there. Josh and, Johnson,
3: if you don't want a young guy. Well,
1: yeah, I, I think that I think more than likely. I think they, they won. The yes, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> so so I, I think quarterback is a position they look at. <clears throat> Excuse I me.
3: agree. Uh, several punters released around the league. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a possibility. I'm not so sure they want to like, interrupt the uh, kicking mechanism, but we'll see. Uh, they could use a returner. They could use a gunner. That's something. One of the things that's interesting in, in the, like, the game theory of the, of the cutdowns is like you know that if, you're, if there's a spot you want to find, you're going to have to cut somebody. And so you don't like for Sills, for instance, if you just cut Josh Sills, he's probably not getting claimed. Like, I don't I don't know that he made it on the on the back of like what he showed in the preseason versus like what he showed day, day in, day out during training camp and in the meeting room. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, you you better you better be keeping Josh Sills. This is the order of operations thing I complained about with the Casey Tuhill thing. Right. Like so if they're going to if they're going to drop a guy, it shouldn't be. Blankenship or or Job or uh, or Sills because now that they've made your roster, they're going to be more likely to get claimed by by a different team. So that's why I think it's more likely it could be somebody like Kavon or Davion Taylor, um, or or they'll pull the veteran move with with a guy like yeah. Boston Scott or, or Rick Lovato. So
1: I I imagine fans want to know our opinion on some of these these big name running backs. And when I say big name running backs, Marlon Mack. Who has an extensive history with Sirianni, um, but's coming off a major injury. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry. You have Sonny Michelle in Miami. Um, you have Duke Johnson in Buffalo. These are all players who've been cut. I tend to think go younger at, yes. at running back. Um, 100%. And then a former Birds with Friends draft crush, Tyler Johnson at wide receiver, he was cut. I don't know if they need to add another wide receiver, but he's someone who uh, you, shield and me all like coming out of Minnesota. So I imagine he gets
3: claimed. Yeah, most likely, but yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything uh, before we get to the, uh, the, the final Howie anecdote, is there anything else from the press conference um, that you thought was, was worth noting uh, from the press conference itself? No, I, I mean, look, uh I, I
1: kind of like Sirianni's line that, you know, um, if you want to become a, 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 better coach, get better players, uh, like, you know, it was partly said as a soundbite there, there's a lot that goes in the coach more than the players, but it's absolutely true. I mean, good, you know, uh, well, I want to talk about
3: this. Well, go ahead.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like he'll look like a better coach when, you know, Jonathan Gannon will look like a better coach when he has Hassan Reddick and Jordan Davis and kaiser white and james bradbury and chauncey garner johnson right like i i i feel confident saying that um now what shield has Lord said and be what you said as a fraud well what is is you want someone who can rate you know if if you have b talent you want a coach who brings them to a minus talent right or if you have a minus talent you want a coach who brings them to a talent you don't want someone who coaches b talent to be b talent. um so th- that part i understand but uh th- as as much as the Eagles are saying this, like, we're, you know, we're focused on Detroit. We're focused on Detroit. There's no denying. There's no talking around it that uh, the expectations are high for this team. Um, You know, I, 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 I finished our writing. I look at an alert on my phone here. I took a screenshot here. Um, And the alerts from, from NFL, it's, uh, it's it's following the trade for Sean Gardner Johnson. The Eagles will go on to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this coming February. From Jim Trotter, the Eagles are going to have a very hard time playing this like us against us against the world mentality because it feels like so many national pundits are onto this team. Locally, there's such a buzz about the Eagles, and rightfully so. They have a chance to be really good.
3: Well, that's what I want to talk about. Because, you know, I like the way that you framed the question, you know, after uh, after you got off the plane at Tampa and we'll we'll get to that answer. But, you know, this offseason has been nothing but flowers for Howie Roseman and deservedly so. The the roster has been remade with young talent, high end talent. Um, I think we've been blown away at how quickly they've been able to turn this roster over over the past two offseasons. And now, especially after the Garner Johnson trade, cements that they have like really good on paper talent at every position across the board. The expectations are very high, and uh, like I think, anything less than uh, a division championship and at least a uh, one playoff win, I feel like is a disappointment at this stage. Um, and we've talked about how. Jalen Hurts is under the gun. We've talked about how Jonathan Gannon is under the gun, but I just want to put it on our radar before the season starts that if this team does not do well, if this team really disappoints, and that we're you know six seven wins something like that, the love fest with Nick Sirianni is gonna is gonna turn really quickly, and right. uh, like the it's it's gonna be we gave him everything we need. You know, uh, yep, all yep. of the, everybody's talking like, what a great off season how we had the roster is in great shape. If that roster doesn't perform, you know, Nick Sirianni is not the safest guy in the world.
1: Well, all right. That's interesting. I, 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 just, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to go that no far, but I, I, I think the characterization is absolutely correct. And I frame this.
3: If you're going to you be know, bo- delineating blame after a bad season, yeah. Sure. After this off season, the blame is not going to the general manager; it's going to the coaches. You're absolutely right about that,
1: Bo and I. For our 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 listeners, we did kind of takeaways from the press conference, and Bo did the first three, I did the next three. So you'll see that on the Athletic, um, probably the next hour or so. Uh, But like the way I headlined my final one was Howie' season's over, Sirianni' season takes over, right? Yeah. Because well framed, yeah. It's very much like Howie's, like, all right, you know, here you go, Nick. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving right. you the keys to this, you know, to this brand new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's, if, if, if if it crashes, I'm not the one driving it. Right. right? Like I, I got you the car user, error, but you're responsible yeah. for driving it now. Right? right. And and so that's, it's very much, that's very much the case. Cause Nick, cause Nick can't like, you know, Nick can't go talking to like uh you know, national reporter X being like, well, if only I had, Right. This right, Or if only I had that. I I, I suppose the only right. it's the quarterback. It'll fall yeah. The, the only qualifier right. is the quarterback. The only qualifier is 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 that um, if 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 you need the quarterback to be a consistent passer late in games to win you the game, can he do it? And that's look.
3: And this doesn't mean you know yeah. Sirianni's job is on the line, but it yeah. means the kinds of things that that happen with Doug might start to happen, where uh, where Howie and Jeffrey start making more uh decisions about who's on the coaching staff things mm-hmm. like that um, sure it's just you know every everything through year one and a half has been lovey-dovey and I think expectations are high that it will continue that way but if it doesn't like there's there's one side that's that's clearly coming out as I did my job yeah. after this year <laughs> and, and and to
1: that point you know if 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 we talked when we got back from Tampa Bay or even in the hotels in Bay when we did the post game pod, and we said, "All right, what does this team next year uh, need?" And the reality is, most of our conversation was about Jalen. Like, is Jalen gonna be the quarterback? But Jalen aside, you would say they they need to, they need more weapons at, at, at wide receiver, right? Like, they need to upgrade at wide receiver. They get AJ Brown, who's probably yeah. the best wide was well, not the best wide receiver who moved this offseason, but he's an elite wide receiver, right? Um, you know, he, they they need to upgrade their pass rush. Well, they got Hassan Reddick, who's been, what, top five in, in the league the past, you know, uh, two years in sacks, right? Um, they, they, they need to fix their secondary, or they need upgrades in the secondary. All right, they get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, they get James Bradbury. Um, you add in, you know, you need to be more versatile in defense. Now you get Jordan Davis as, like, the, the, the first true nose tackle that they've had since since Benny Logan went elsewhere and was one of the best players in college football last year. Um, and you you know you go on down there are linebackers are better they get Nico Dean and Kaiser White um, so yeah like every question you had except for quarterback has been plugged and not just plugged with like a stopgap right. has been plugged with, an with like, point. exactly so yeah very much uh, agree with with what you're saying is they're not going to be blaming the GM internally if this doesn't work out
3: right Okay, let's close with the GM then because uh, the, the final uh, – the answer to your question, which you framed as how are things different, how do you view the team now versus when you, when you viewed the team coming off the plane in Tampa, he took it in a different direction uh, and told, told a very funny story. And again, this was – it was funny how they began this press conference with the stone-faced – uh, this is, you know, this is a really difficult day, which is true. But underneath, they're like, we got Charles Gardner Garner Johnson, and you know, we're healthy. This is going to be a good season. where expectations are very high. Um, so he tells the story. Which, Why don't which, you tell? Which,
1: which, which, by the way, though, like, and again, we've we've spoken on this podcast about how knowing Marissa and being so close to Marissa has humanized the element of it. Um, and I certainly don't want to seem like Crass or or Craven, but I think Marissa can attest to this, like. It, everyone knows the business, right? Like everyone knows this day is coming. So it doesn't make it easier for players who lose their job. Um, but like everyone knows that they start at 90 and they need to get to 53. So uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, I'm, I, I
3: think it is, it's a, it is a difficult day. I ab- mean, absolutely. You know, and, and they're and, talking, they're looking and, them in the eyes and, and saying, Sirianni yeah. does, you know, he said yeah. it, which is true. Like if he's yeah. going to emphasize connection and culture the whole time, that's going to make this harder. Right. Uh, sure. They're, you know, they're going to bring back a bunch of these guys in some capacity, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, I mean, yes. I'm sure the conversation with Anthony Harris was, you know, very difficult Absolutely. as a guy who you were leaning on as a, as a team leader last year. And, and you're letting them go because you found somebody better. But yeah. um, anyway, I'm sorry, it, I'm hitting the mic, by the it, way, I it transitions very quickly from the somber tone to like, you know, sure. how he's like up hour. Um, and, why don't you tell the story of what he told um, okay. from the, the Tampa Bay or the the parking lot arriving yeah. back in Philadelphia in the middle of the winter?
1: Yeah. So the way I, I framed the question was, you know, when you got back from when you got off the plane in in Tampa Bay, if you knew this was going to be your, your roster, what would you think? And he said, Have I, you know, have I told you guys the story my, my best story about getting back from Tampa Bay? Um, which was if you remember and Nick's this like
3: was, what story? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, Can I this, tell the story? And Nick's like, what story? This
1: was the dead of January. Okay, so it's it's you know uh we flew back the next day, but I imagine it was snowy or icy or whatever it may be, and you know they get back to Novacare and uh they get in their cars and Howie Howie just wants to get home, so he does the thing where you where you know you scrape a little part off right in front of you know the you drive you know the uh dri- you know the drive you know the so you just scrape the windshield's that, all foggy and
3: icy yeah yeah. So exactly. he gets ba- just barely enough to see yes. like a, an inch in front yes. of him, and he, he drives home.
1: out. Yeah, he says that he, he's he bragging about being accidents. an unsafe driver. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and that he calls Nick and he's talking to Nick, and Nick's like, "Hey, Zach," and Howie's like, "What's going on?"
3: Did you think he was talking about you for a second?
1: I did not. No. Okay. Um, but uh, Howie says that uh. So Zach McPherson's car broke down, and Nick Sirianni's waiting with him. well um, you know, while I don't know if AAA's coming or wait, hey, I have to look back at the story. But yeah, while the car is being repaired um, or fixed, or he's getting an- another ride. And do you want to take it from here? I I, I actually don't have the full. Story
3: yeah, and then of. how he g- <laughs> he's yeah. like, D- "What are you doing? Don't you know we have like we have people to do that? We have help." Like it was a very it was a very tough uh like peek into how he's worldview like one he's 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 racing out of there uh like uh everybody else on the road be damned I'm just gonna drive as fast as I can with uh with like with one eye uh covered so that I can get home in time whereas Nick is like uh making sure his his windshield is completely clear before he goes and then also you know Siriani's staying with McPherson and how he's like you know we we got people for that we got Dom uh, and then Nick was like, well, well, Don was there too, actually <laughs> <laughs> was just funny. Yeah. And, and then Nick explains that, uh,
1: his, his fundamentals for scraping the windshield are better than how he's he's, he's, more thorough. He makes sure it's all off, puts a the froster on doesn't leave until he has a clear windshield and Howie just wants to get home. So, uh, Anyways, yeah, it was a funny.
3: Yeah, but listen, Howie season. had to get home because he had he was ready for the off season and he got started. And what an off season it was! Well, so by the way, we should say what Howie's message was to that story. Howie was saying
1: he got off the phone thinking like we have a really good culture here, and you know, I right. I, I I need that to, to it. It was kind of a roundabout way of saying it, right? That I mean, Nick Sirianni, good for him, right? You know, he's being a good Samaritan, good coach, good person at I don't know, two AM, whatever it may be, when they get back. Uh, but yeah, it was uh I, I wasn't quite sure where he was going with the story at first. Yeah. All right. Well, a newsworthy day, Zach. But I appreciate the anecdotes, right? Like it's always better to get colour up there than it is just to get, you know. I understand sometimes it's filibustering, but that was also the set the third to last question at the press conference. So right. And sorry I told the story poorly. I, I should just had you tell it.
3: I do not think you told it poorly. I was all over the place there. I, I didn't have it in front no, you of me. Told it, and plus, you didn't even use the word hangover.
0: <laughs> Our audio listeners are not yeah. going to get this joke. They're not going to get that.
3: Good. <laughs> Screw them. We care that about It is not other.
0: related to the previous story.
3: <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those have nothing to do with each other. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Marissa, any final thoughts?
0: No, this was an awesome podcast. Shout out to the live audience. We had huge numbers in here tonight. So I'm very much looking forward to some live reaction post game pods. And can't wait to get this season going. Ready for some week one football. Right? Let's do it.
3: (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, we will be back on Thursday. uh, Barring any kind of major news tomorrow that uh, requires an emergency pod. We've got a a guest that we're excited about. And we'll talk about what else is going on in, in Eagles world. And then we got some big stuff next week. I mean, it's week one. We've got to do our our season over under draft. We got to do our Eagles prediction show. This is we're in the heat of it now, baby. It's yep. it's, it's time. So, uh, thanks everybody for watching live and listening later. Thank you to Jimmy, the new reigning defending roster prediction champion. Still needs to win two more to get to uh, the high level of your boy. Tom Brady never everyone, three in a row. Bo Wolf did. Let's keep that in mind, Zach. But uh, congratulations to Jimmy. Nicely done. Well played. And uh, thanks to everybody else. So for Marissa and Zach and Coyote, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. And as always, we love you.